It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, one of your hosts, along with James Rapine, the other one of your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at Jake underscore NFL and at James Rapine. Follow us individually on Twitter and follow the podcast at Locked On Bengals for your daily updates on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. Today's episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast brings some melancholic news of Trey Wayne suffering a torn pectoral injury that could have him out in the two-plus-month range of time. This is an August 11th report. The injury apparently happened this week. What's the impact of losing Trey Waynes for two-plus months? And the history of torn pectorals for the Bengals is not necessarily one that you think of fondly, especially in recent years. Part one of the show will focus on the Trey Wayne's injury itself and the drama that seems to be surrounding it a little bit on social media. Part two of the show talks about how the team will cope with Trey Wayne's projected absence, at least in the early part of the year. And in part three of the show, we'll finally get back to Mike Daniels, who in Zach Taylor's press conference today, sounds like he'll be a Bengal in the very near future. The Bengals have actually made a roster move to make that happen. That is all but official at this point. But let's get started with the news of the day, which is that unfortunate injury to Trey Waynes. And the Cincinnati Bengals spent a lot of money on Trey Waynes this offseason, James. In fact, he is the fifth highest cap number on the Cincinnati Bengals roster behind only A.J. Green, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, and D.J. Reader. $10 million cap number takes a torn peck, and between William Jackson, Billy Price, and Trey Waynes, those pectoral muscles have not been kind to the Cincinnati Bengals. And we don't know how he did this, but the Bengals aren't, it's not like it's full contact practice yet. They're lifting, they're going through conditioning and walkthroughs. And Zach Taylor didn't elaborate on how Waynes got injured. He did say it was this week. And it's just, it's such a shame, Jake, because of the Bengals free agent signings, I think the one that had the most to prove because of the number Three years, $42 million, and because of, I don't want to say the lack of production, but for lack of a better way to put it, lack of production in Minnesota, I think he had a lot to prove. And this is the last thing you wanted to see from him as he gets his Bengals career started. Obviously, it's a setback for the cornerback room, but but it's also a setback for one of the Bengals' top free agent acquisitions and a guy that they invested heavily in this offseason. And it's not going to do any favors for his perception. This morning on Twitter, the initial reactions from fans were speculating, oh, is this why he and his agent were making such a big deal about getting his contract signed? Was he injured before and did he sneak through a physical? Obviously, that is not the case. Trey Waynes came to this team healthy. He passed his physical. Now, if you want to speculate 
about his training regimen and whether he wasn't up to snuff when he showed up at camp. That's not drama that we're going to get into on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. You assume that this is just a bad break, but I will say one thing about this, James. Zach Taylor, whether he was just disappointed in the fact that Trey Waynes was injured, whatever it was, did not seem to be very happy to be talking about the injury. And and obviously you're never happy to be talking about an injury, but there was, there was an edge about Zach Taylor when he was asked about it in that press conference on Tuesday that makes you think he just was not very happy with whatever went down with Trey Waynes. There was. And again, whether it's him being just bothered by it or whether there's a deeper meaning, I'm not sure. But it, it stinks, and it stinks for a variety of reasons, and it, that includes the offseason stuff. Look, the reality is, is Trey Wayne's agent, and I forget his name, caused uh, an un- unbelievable amount of storylines for no reason. And then Wayne's went on uh, Takeo Spikes podcast and did the same thing, and we played some of that here on Locked on Bengals. And, and when you do that stuff after signing a huge deal – and it's a global pandemic, and you're complaining that you can't finalize your deal, and none of the other free agents the Bengals signed, not Van Bell, not DJ Reader, none of these guys complained at all. That makes you look bad to a degree. Now, I, I didn't defend him, but I understood it, and I understood the Bengals' point of view of waiting. And and so the fact that this happens now, first that unnecessary drama, uh, followed by which followed up overpaying in some people's eyes for Trey Waynes. So you got overpaying, unnecessary drama, now an injury, Man, it's been a hell of a start to to Trey Wayne's career with the Bengals. You would just hope that this is a minor tear. It's not a full tear. And you hope that he can get back on the field sooner rather than later. And that when he does, he can hit the ground running and be a healthy contributor. Trey Wayne's, as you mentioned, James, the contract is never likely to look at unless he breaks out in a big way in Cincinnati. But right now, as you mentioned, with with the drama from his agent, from going on to Keo Spike's podcast, from the the way that fans generally interact with injuries, none of this is necessarily Trey Wayne's fault, right? Like he could have kept his mouth shut about the contract, but getting hurt is a function of luck and, and getting paid. You can't blame the player for that, right? Like the organization made a choice to pay Trey Wayne's on average $14 million a year. That by the way, is tied for the sixth largest cornerback contract in the NFL. Byron Jones, the biggest corner signing this offseason, $16.5 million, just $2.5 million more per year than Trey Waynes. Although, I will say this, Trey Waynes has the smallest guarantee out of any of these guys by a mile in true Bengals fashion. So not doing himself any favors as he starts his career in Cincinnati. But, but as I said, you can't blame him for it. You hope he hits the ground running when he gets back, and you hope he gets back sooner than later with the Bengals having an, the ability this year of all years, to bring back unlimited players from the injured reserve. And that is important because that that way Waynes can hopefully, let's say he's out a month of the regular season, well, then he can be ready for week five or ready for week six, and he doesn't have to miss eight or ten weeks, and he doesn't impact anyone else that could potentially be placed on injured reserve. And the other thing here, Jake, that is potentially concerning, and this is why the 2020 free agent class has to work for the Bengals, is because if they go out and they commit all this money in free agency to Trey Waynes and DJ Reader and Von Bell and the rest of these guys, and then they don't pan out, and I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves here, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, and they don't pan out, though, how many more times are the Bengals going to be willing to be aggressive here? Because to me, I like the aggressiveness, and I thought it was it was well thought out, and, and it might not work, 
but that shouldn't impact the decision making at the time or the future decision making. Like I would still continue to be aggressive in free agency, even if this doesn't work. At the same time, you do wonder if the Bengals could be scarred and not be as aggressive moving forward if Waynes doesn't pan out or if Reader has this or if Bell. And I don't again, I don't want to be negative here, but it is certainly something worth monitoring. It's a common fan theory that we've heard a lot of in the past. You go back to Antonio Bryant when he he never is healthy. He comes in with a pre-existing injury that prevents him from really ever getting on the field. And we've seen the Bengals shy away from free agency after, you know, Antoine Odom, huge contract, gets hurt after a year. And and so we've seen this behavior in the past. I think that's a reasonable fear. On the, on the other hand, you know, we're, we're, we're getting this news about Mike Daniels that he's still expected to sign, says Zach Taylor. He's expecting that to happen very soon. So they're still going after guys. We'll have to see what the money is on Mike Daniels. But that that's a double-edged, double-edged sword about talking about the, the Trey Wayne's contract. On the one hand, yeah, it, it's probably too much money for this specific player. And, and I don't know who the Bengals were competing for here, but you look at the guarantee – and then that really does fit what the Bengals do, just 15 million guaranteed, like which is half of what most of the other corners in the neighborhood are guaranteed, if not less. So on the one hand, the contract doesn't look good for the player. But on the other hand, you have to praise the Bengals' aggressiveness and, and willingness to spend the money. So, so it is a pretty tricky conversation to have because you don't want to slam it so hard that the Bengals say, hey, look, the fans didn't even appreciate that we spent the money. It has to be understood that it's like, well, maybe the contract for the player wasn't all right, but like you said, James, they, they need to continue to use free agency as a team building tool because it's just the way the modern NFL works. Coming up next, we'll get into who could step up and replace Trey Waynes. There's one obvious candidate and really a breakout candidate, in my opinion, in Darius Phillips, but the Bengals have told us repeatedly don't sleep on some of these other guys deeper on the roster. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business, and you know that we here on the Locked on Bengals podcast love to support family businesses. Rock Auto been doing it online for a really long time, and they will have whatever you need at a fair price, and they'll save you a trip to that big box store. And I know, James, it's your favorite place to buy auto parts. Because it's simple, it's easy, and it's convenient, and you can save money. I mean, there's there's not a better place to get anything you need for your car. Whether you're changing your oil, you need to replace a filter, maybe it's windshield wipers, or if it's something more serious, whether you need uh, clutch parts or anything like that, whether you're replacing your transmission, it doesn't matter. It's all a one-stop shop at rockauto.com. They have over 300 car makers Imagine the number of cars they have, over 300 makers. So I guarantee you they have your car and parts for your car at rockauto.com. So make sure you go there right now, see all the parts available for your car, truck, or van, and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car 
That's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. So what do the Bengals do now that Trey Waynes is expected to go on injured reserve, and we're speculating, but he's expected to miss a couple of months here, probably with the pectoral injury. Well, they have a, a bunch of options, Jake. Let's dive into them. And I, I think it's the the most obvious one with Mackenzie Alexander, a natural nickel corner. That's where he's going to stay. They're not going to move him out to the boundary. I think it's Darius Phillips, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to put together what he did last year, had a couple of picks against the Browns, uh, certainly showed good ball skills. A guy I was excited when they drafted him uh, a few years ago because of his return ability. He's a playmaker, a guy that to me could be a serviceable second corner, second boundary corner opposite William Jackson. What are your thoughts on, on Phillips? And do you think he should be the the really the guy who should slide in there and replace Trey Waynes? I think Darius Phillips is absolutely the natural fit. I think he's the guy that if you're looking for a breakout candidate on this team, on this defense, I think Darius Phillips is near the top of the list. He only played 108 snaps for the Bengals in 2019, which is not a tremendous sample size. Of those snaps, 75 of those in coverage, 30 of them run defense snaps, was the highest graded Bengal in coverage by a pretty significant margin. Had an 83.8 coverage grade compared to Dark Wesnard's 76 coverage grade from PFF. But here is what is interesting. Maybe you don't like PFF grades, but you got to like this. He was targeted 15 times. He gave up six catches for 151 yards. That part, not great. Gave up 25 yards per catch, but only 40 of the passes thrown into his coverage were caught. And here's where it gets better. You have nine incomplete passes on passes thrown to Darius Phillips' coverage. Seven of those were directly caused by Darius Phillips with four interceptions and three passes broken up. So that means out of all the passes thrown his way, he gave up six catches. He got his hands on seven of the footballs thrown to receivers in his coverage, and two of them just sailed harmlessly to the ground or something like that. So what that tells you is tremendous ball skills, tremendous ability to find the ball in the air, to not panic with the ball in the air, good timing, good instincts to to attack the football. Now, the the most significant thing the Bengals lose here and where I fear for Darius Phillips' ability to really step in and be a full-time starter right now, especially with William Jackson on the other side of the field, is Trey Waynes brings a certain moxie and approach to run defense that you will not get from Darius Phillips. Darius Phillips much closer to Drake Kirkpatrick in terms of run defense than he is to Trey Waynes. And, and so with the emphasis this team is putting on run defense, on tackling, on having that willingness to play physical on defense, that's where maybe Darius Phillips isn't necessarily the shoe in for this job, especially when you look at 
some of the miscommunications that did happen in coverage. Yeah, he got his hands on seven balls, but he also got beat deep a couple times. He did. You know, Damian Ratley beat him uh, for a 46-yard touchdown against Cleveland in that same game. I mean, that's that's, that's the a bust. thing with the guy. Right, that's it, a coverage bust. That's a mental yep. issue. Yeah, and that that would would be concerning when you're exactly. talking about a team that you're hoping for steady play, right? You don't need the ups and the downs. You don't need this to be a roller coaster. You're hoping for a steady, uh, especially with a guy like William Jackson, who whether or not the coaching staff is low on him or not, they they've made it clear they want him to be consistent. So I think the the consistency part matters a lot. And yeah, if you have William Jackson the third, who certainly isn't a willing tackler. Remember the the Le'Veon Bell sideline a couple of years ago? That's one of the infamous ones on, on Monday Night Football. And then you got Darius Phillips on the other side. That's tough, and that's going to put pressure on Von Bell. That's going to put pressure on Mackenzie Alexander to kind of pick up the slack a bit in the tackling department. Here's the thing for me, though, is if, if it's really just a, a consistency thing and, and a, a mental thing, well, then, man, Lou, find a way – to yeah. make sure Darius can figure it out because the yeah. dude looks special. He's been able – he's got those ball skills, and you can't teach the ball skills. You can usually teach the mental stuff to a degree, right? And even if he can't tackle, if he's going to get you six interceptions a season or seven interceptions a season, well, hell, sign me up for that, and Sean Williams get in the box, and we'll, we'll make it work, and we'll have some other guys in there that can tackle and, and mix it up with the running backs. So to me, uh, I, it, it really sucks – that there isn't a preseason for a guy like Darius Phillips, especially now, because those could be valuable, valuable mental reps that he could use and it could springboard him into a, uh, a big, big year. You do make a good point about Von Bell being a fantastic run defender there. And, and so maybe that covers up some of the issues if your corners are not as, as physical as you want them to be. And Lou Anarumo, I'm sure, looking at the guys he brought in, right? Mackenzie Alexander, Von Bell, and Trey Waynes, he wants those physical corners that want to go out there and hit guys. And, and so Darius Phillips, maybe not his cup of tea, but you can't deny the ability in coverage. And, and that's got to be worth something. I, I totally agree with you there. So the other candidates to step in and fill this role, because maybe it becomes a rotational thing, right? To some degree, which I, I feel like that would be pretty disruptive for a corner. But we saw the this defensive coaching staff be more willing to rotate guys even at the cornerback position that we saw under Marvin Lewis. So this is where the very deep corner room comes into play. Tony Brown comes over from Green Bay with a solid track record in limited playing time as a tackler and as a run defender. He actually ran a 4-3-5-40, so he brings a lot of speed. Doesn't have the ball skills that a guy like there. So it's probably a guy like Winston Rose has. So it's going to depend on what kind of skill set do they want. And that's where Trey Waynes is a cut above these guys that we're talking about as backups. Trey Waynes has the ability to be acceptable in coverage while being potentially a plus run defender for a boundary corner. And so they're going to be looking to these re the rest of these guys who maybe have in parts what Trey Waynes is on the whole and, and finding a way to, to try to replace that productivity, to try to replace those skills and and maybe the answer to that is is something of a rotation or maybe one of these guys tony brown who from the the green bay waiver claim very well sought after or winston rose coming down from the cfl maybe one of these guys can can just step up or, or maybe it's darius phillips right maybe he learns how to tackle yeah and the other option 
and I don't think at this stage it, that's the case. But there's still a lot of time between now and the start of the regular season. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't like the consistency or the inconsistency, say a week from now, after the Bengals have had multiple padded practices and they look at that and they're like, eh, Darius Phillips, we like him, but inconsistent. And then you look at the rest of the guys and there's a flaw here, a flaw there. Uh, you got to remember, 16 guys on the practice squad, six veterans that you can put on that bad boy. So everybody is eligible for the practice squad, maybe they do look much like they did with Mike Daniels and, and look in the free agent pool. I don't think that's their an initial reaction. I think they're going to get a, a look and see what these guys are. But I also wouldn't be shocked if you see the inconsistency from Darius Phillips, you see LaShawn Sims as more of, and they've praised him, but more of a special teamer versus a guy that's going to be able to be your number two or number three corner, however you want to stack them. I think uh, I, I wouldn't rule out completely, especially knowing how the Bengals value corner of them looking and dipping their toe back in the free agent water. I don't think it's their initial thought, but I do think that uh, we, we should keep ourselves open to it because they probably are moving forward. I will say this, unlike the the defensive interior where they've gone out and, and made a move to bring somebody in and Mike Daniels, who we're going to talk about here in just a minute, I, I think that they feel much better about their corner depth and, and they've been praising this all off season. The same reason they didn't bring anybody else in on the offensive line after, you know, Isaiah Prince opted out. Now Trey Wayne's more high profile player, obviously than Isaiah Prince, but you might see a similar treatment here. They're not going to necessarily panic, especially before they know, right? Like we're speculating about the severity of the injury at this point. Sure. I, I would say that the most likely outcome is that he's probably back like after the bye week, they have a bye week right in the middle of the season again this year. That would give him time to get reacclimated to football if there's any conditioning issues. Uh, last note here, LaShawn Sims, who we talked about a little bit. Did you know he's the guy? Have you seen the video where uh, Jadavion Clowney on the sideline is barking at some defensive player on Tennessee? And then that defensive player intercepts the pass. And, and then Jadavion Clowney's looking on the sideline all stupid. You seen this video? <laughs> Is that LaShawn Sims? That's LaShawn Sims. <laughs> well, clearly he's going to win the job. <laughs> yep. That's funny. I had no clue about that. Real quick, one one last note on my yeah. end. On Tuesday night, um, the NFL informed every NFL team that the prohibition, the ban, essentially, on tryouts for veterans and free agents oh. has been lifted. So don't be shocked. You know, if I'm the Bengals, I would at least look at some of these guys. Does okay. it mean, you know, yep. maybe next week you do decide to bring a couple in or later this week? It can't hurt to look and dip your toe in that water. Uh, so it is uh, it, it is worth noting that they, they could look at that. They could look at offensive linemen. Who knows? Um, but but workouts are something that they can conduct moving forward. Coming up next. Speaking of workouts, speaking of bringing guys in from other teams, Mike Daniels expected to sign with the Bengals any day now, any minute now, says Zach Taylor, probably coming on Wednesday at some point. The Bengals did make a corresponding roster move to make space. We'll get into that. And whatever else Zach Taylor had to say that James found interesting when he was at that press conference that I did not get to listen to because I was doing my day job coming up next. <laughs> hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? 
No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. For the third straight day on the Lockdown Bengals podcast, we're here to talk about Mike Daniels, not the Cincinnati Princeton High School head coach who is currently interning with the Bengals, but which you obviously thought, but the defensive tackle that the Bengals, according to Zach Taylor, are going to sign any minute now. Of course, there's a corresponding move to make space for Mike Daniels as the Bengals have for one, activated Kendrell Futrell from the COVID list, which means that now the entire Bengals roster is active, except for Trey Waynes, who, who has been injured today, as we talked about extensively. And to make space then for Mike Daniels, Bengals released college free agent from Georgia defensive tackle Tyler Clark, who won't get his shot when the pads come on on Sunday helmets coming on on Thursday so a little bit surprising to me here James the timing of this the fact that they wanted to keep the guy who's been on the COVID list they haven't seen anything from him yet and they're they're willing to let go of Tyler Clark maybe he had conditioning issues right so so maybe there's a story there but we don't know really anything about why Tyler Clark was the decision to move on from and I don't think we ever will Clark was an all second team SEC player in 2019 he had eight tackles for a loss, 26 total tackles, and two and a half sacks. Was a full-time starter and will have to seek employment elsewhere in the NFL as the Bengals make space for Mike Daniels. And the, the Bengals actually used, and I, honestly, I'm not even going to pretend like I knew this was used often, but they used the, uh, they waived or released Tyler Clark with the failure to disclose a physical condition designation. So apparently there was something there that, uh, that certainly, you know, alarmed the Bengals medically. But, yeah, it, it clears the decks here. They're able to bring in a guy like Mike Daniels, and we talked about it on Monday's show, Jake, is he's a guy in the right role, and the more I think about it, the more I like it. And you told me about the workout videos. I didn't see those. The box jump, impressive, more impressive to me. The fact that he's squatting 
box squatting. So he's sitting down on a box and then popping back up like 500 and something pounds. He looks motivated. And, and that's what I want. I, I like players that want, that used to be really, really good or great that maybe have one or two years left and they want to show the world that they still have something left. I think that's a, uh, a good spot to be in, especially when you're talking about a complimentary complimentary role. You're not banking on him to be a star. Yeah, you're, you're, this is like a, a post-hype kind of move for a guy you're hoping can, you can get one or two, it, probably one, more good years out of. I, I would be very surprised if this is more than a one-year deal for Mike Daniels, who is definitely an approve-it part of his career at this point. After struggling with injuries, struggling to stay on the field, when he is on the field, if he's healthy, though, and we've talked about this a lot, he can be a great complement to Geno Atkins, and they can keep each other's snap count low. And, and this is what I think you have to do when you don't have youth. When you have guys that are, are a little bit more experienced in the NFL, they're, they're on the wrong side of 30, the fact that they can spell each other and have very similar skill sets in terms of being able to push the pocket, in terms of being solid run defenders, in terms of just generally being very good at three-tech, which I think is predominantly where Mike Daniels will be used. Although, again, like I said yesterday, I think he can line up anywhere on the defensive interior in spot duty. It's just a very versatile piece for the Bengals to bring in, and they don't need him to play every down, which he did in Green Bay. And and, and then the injury started adding up. So then if they can conserve him and, and keep him healthy, this is a fantastic piece that, that could actually be a move that, even if Josh Tupo is playing, makes the Bengals better this late in the season as, a, as an August 11th or August 12th signing. Yeah, it, it, I think it's a, a big deal. And part of the reason why it's taken a couple of days, and I know someone worried about it, you have COVID-19 protocol, right? And, and you got to go through that. And the last thing you want to do, and I think this makes a lot of sense, you undergo the physical, you take that first COVID-19 test, and then you take the second one. And I don't know if they still have to take a third one or not, but probably. And so you, you go through all the testing protocol. Imagine if you had tested positive for COVID-19 after they officially announce it, it, you know, and you never get to practice with your team. So I, I get why the Bengals would wait, go through all the necessary protocols, get all of the administrative stuff out of the way. So when he passes everything, hopefully everything's negative as far as COVID-19 goes. And hopefully he passed the physical it appears like he did because Zach Taylor would have probably said otherwise. Um, hopefully they can get this done because again, the more I think about it, I think the more it makes sense and, and he fits well uh, right in with, with this Bengals defensive line. That should be pretty darn good. It would be very hard for me to imagine Zach Taylor saying, we expect to get the signing done and then it not happen. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think that if you're still worried about it and, and I'm still sensing that there's some of this anxiety out there in the Bengals fan universe, I, I think that until you hear otherwise, expect that the Mike Daniels signing will be official in the very near future. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. We are, of course, back tomorrow for more coverage of this training camp as the roster continues to evolve. We're getting some roster shakeups happening. and We'll see if anything else comes in the wake of Trey Waynes in the coming days. Until then, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? 
Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.